Meet me on the softer side. Meet me on the softer side. Softer side of your heart. Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our other author events at www.skylightbooks.com, where you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. You can also follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at Facebook.com. If you'd like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. And don't forget, Skylight Books depends on listeners like you to help support us. So whether you're in our neighborhood or browsing online, buy a book or two to help ensure that we'll be around for a long, long time. Thanks and enjoy. Um, but this evening, uh, we have Natalie Handel, um, and I'd like to introduce Adam Summers, who is the Executive Director of Penn USA, who will be taking it from here. Thank you. If there's anybody browsing in the store who wants to uh, hear uh, Natalie read, come and sit down, please, and then we're going to get started. I'm going to give him a second. Okay, this is it. You're the group. Um, Natalie Handal is an award-winning poet, playwright, and editor. Her poetry collections include The Lives of Rain, winner of the Minata Literary Award, Love and Strange Horses, winner of the Gold Medal Independent Publisher Book Award from 2011, and The Neverfield, Poets in Andalusia, is her latest collection. Her work has appeared in numerous anthologies, Virginia Quarterly Review, Poetry Wales, Plowshares, Poetry New Zealand, Crab Orchard, Review and the Literary Review, and has been translated into more than 15 languages. <coughs> Excuse me. Handal has, uh, was the editor of the Poetry of Arab Women, a contemporary anthology, an Academy of American Poets bestseller, and winner of the Penn Oakland Josephine Miles Book Award. And for those of you who don't know, that is a chapter of Penn Century USA as well. So it's a double hit. Um, Handal received an MFA in poetry from Bennington College, a Master of Philosophy in Drama and English from the University of London and has studied contemporary literature in Russia, France, and Spain. She teaches and lectures nationally and internationally, most recently in Africa, and as the uh, Picador guest professor at Leipzig University in Germany, she is currently a professor at Columbia University and part of the low residency MFA faculty at Sierra Nevada College. Handel writes the blog column, The City and the Writer, for the wordswithoutborders.org, and if you would like to know more about Natalie, you can go to Natalie Handel. Dot com. Here you go. Thank you. Maybe when we're ready for music, every instrument around is broken. Maybe when we're ready for freedom, the heart can no longer beat. Maybe if you show me how desire begs, play a tune in E minor, the slow river of wings will reveal itself. But it had to come to this instead, a broken violin, the heart unresolved, an argument with Jesus or Muhammad, exile has its ways. Now your breath is a flat tune limping its way around the wake of your mouth. 
that was uh, broken music, actually, from my previous book. But I wanted to open up with this because it sort of represents um, my life uh, in the diaspora and what and how uh, I was led to write poet in Andalusia. I have nav navigated borders most of my life um, between religions and continents and languages, and uh, it seemed like Andalusia was a place that I had to revisit to rethink about the ideas of convivencia or coexistence. And as the Palestinian-Israeli conflict was uh, seemed every year to be getting worse, uh, it was a time to, to go back. I discovered Lorca when I was 17 years old. And uh, although I'd been back to Spain, I hadn't really gone back to, and I was not uh, mature enough to think about uh, what uh, I hope I'm mature now. I don't know um, uh, to think about issues like that. But uh, poet in New York was a very uh, big influence on me, and I wanted to recreate Lorca's journey in reverse and go to Andalusia, which is what I did. Lorca uh, came to New York for nine months, and I live in New York. I'm a poet in New York, and I went to Andalusia for nine months. Well. You know, it, it, it wasn't exactly how I planned because the, the funding in Spain, they called me and they say, Natalia, there's no more dinero. But uh, somehow we managed. Uh, as I say in my introduction, uh, Spain has always been, um, Andalusia specifically, has always been a place where racial, ethnic, and religious forces converge and contend, and where Islamic, Judaic, and Christian traditions um, remain a mirror of the past, terrible and beautiful. I come from Bethlehem originally, Bethlehem and Jerusalem, and Bethlehem and Jerusalem are, has always been sister cities, and today, of course, uh, there's a wall that separates them, and I wanted to really think about what it means, uh, how, how can we have this conversation? Uh, the book is divided in 10 sections, just like Poet in New York, and I will start with Ohala. And what I also tried to do is really think about language. Um, there's a lot in the Spanish language, well, there are disputes, but between like 5 to 20 percent, depending on what people say, that originally comes from the Arabic. Ohala. He holds on to the force that stretches the narrow light and finds himself somewhere behind history. He thinks, all we have left is to invent God, to find an infinite number to hope in, to touch the grounds of La Manquita and say, Insha'Allah, and wait for the church bells to remind us of who we have become. He knows what it means to live in another sleep, time moving over faces. There are different varieties of loss. His is contemplating water trapped in mouths. His is never entering La Malagueta. His is trying to understand what God willing means and if that is, that is what we say to erase the fog on our tongue. Bisnagas. Bisnagas are actually um, grown all over uh, Malaga, and it's a flower from Malaga, just jasmine. To belong, even if we've kept the years in our closet, it takes years. To forget a person who merely looked up at you, it takes years. To understand why while you walk, the leaves dictate how your heart will beat, it takes years. It takes years to hold the wind in your mouth, have it accommodate what it can't, 
a history, the clash of two moons, the slopes after heavy rain. And then the bisnagas remind you it takes years to come back from the direction that divides you. Uh, in this book, in the sections, I also read a lot of the Arab Andalusian uh, poets, and of course, they were a big influence on Lorca. And you know, books like the Diwan that he wrote and so forth probably wouldn't have come into being um, had he not read those those poems. Um, so I have I have gone back to reading that. Um, when you're there, what's interesting is that you uh, see all these different uh, churches. And in these churches, were many of them were once a mosque or close to a mosque. And I remember that after I wrote this book, I went to Algeria. And when I got to Algeria, a lot of the mosques had once been churches. So you know, <laughs> we keep doing that. Um, so I'm going to read a, a poem called uh, uh, the courtyard of Colgeta del Salvador, and of course, as you know, as some of you might know, Morocco. It's it's you take a you really you take a ferry in one and a half hour. You're in Morocco, and it's just another world. But this is really about there's a large Moroc um, North African pop, um, immigrants, a large number of them in uh, in Spain. So this is about you know uh, being thinking about religion. We are strange when we're lost, his father told him. Saeed didn't hear the rest. He couldn't count the waves that led him across the Strait of Gibraltar. So he tore his memory, left where he came from behind, and learned to pray differently. He knelt instead of bow. He counted stones, drew the church columns, spoke any language but his own. Years later, sitting in a courtyard, he is startled by the loudness of the wind almost like the start of the Moisin. He feels a small fire alongside his heart and hears his father's voice. We are nothing but an image growing from our sleep. How do we explain our journey to others? He looks at the grounds of the courtyard where a mosque once stood and understands what his father hadn't, what sacred always returns. Um, the thing about feathers, of course, as you know, I've I, I've grew up in four different continents: uh, the Middle East, Latin America, North America, and Europe. And uh, when you live in movement and motion, you're always, of course, questioning the idea of home. The thing about feathers, we kept only the keys, letters, and photos. Everything else stayed behind when we left the house. That can happen when a nation changes overnight, when those you know turn into a gate of feathers. And the thing about feathers, they don't know they have been missed. For years, I watched my neighbor's house from another window, different countries, various homes, some of brick, some of stone. Some never imagine what a home can mean when an unfinished tune traps the ceiling. I pretend never to have seen a body mid-air, my father's hands planted on the ground. After all, what we don't admit to never happened. But I couldn't change the day in Murcia when water brought light to the door. I am seven. It is the day before our departure, the day my father gives me a notebook, and I tell him, this is where I'll keep my country. 
Um, when I got to Sevilla, uh, something uh, something very interesting happened to me. Uh, it was the I had lived in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and I left Port-au-Prince, Haiti uh, when Duvalier was ousted from the country, and I had not been back for over 20 years. And when I was in Sevilla, there was the earthquake in Spain, and it was the first time that I started really, really rethinking about Haiti. And uh, it so happened that around the same time, uh, Zadie Smith and Nick Lard, they started this project with um, the Soros Foundation, and they sent 10 writers in the world to write about education. And they asked me to join the, the group of 10 writers, and I decided I'd go back to Haiti. And this happened about a year after, uh, when I left Spain, of course, and a year after, um, I, uh, I, the, uh, the year after the earthquake. So I'd like to um, interrupt a little bit and and read a poem about Haiti uh, because that was a powerful moment when I was in Sevilla. This poem is called Jean Jacques, and these these series of poems are all from um, the stories people told me. They stopped kicking him. They left him in the trunk. The sun burning unto it and inside. The engine on, there was hell in their minds. They filled their hearts with bones and skulls as their body burned. Every time he turned his fresh, peeled. When they finally opened the trunk, they stared, asked themselves how far they would have run to keep him. You see, what they don't know was his name, Jean-Jacques, after the first ruler of Haiti. He knew how to get his independence. They say, I look like him, like my father. So when they see me, they run. The truth is, when they're not watching, I see them trying to interrupt his voice buried inside their heads. Um, Cordoba was another um, incredibly exciting place. But I want to say one more thing about Sevilla. Uh, while I was in Sevilla, we all know that one of the important uh, moments there was when the seven poets, of which Lorca was one of them, had read uh, had read there together, and that was a really important. That's when really people started to realize the power of Lorca. And uh, I mean, there were so many other poets like Rafael Alberti and Diego and Juan Chabas. And actually, I want to read, um, so I wrote the Seven Stars of Sevilla from the Seven Poets. And since we don't often speak about the other poets of what they call the Generation of 27, I'd like to read this, this poem from Juan Chabas. His quote is, no amor, nadie lo sabe. Nadie, ni tú, ni mi amor, sabe que estoy esperando contigo. I put my shoes on while his shoe was still in the water. A stream separated our thoughts, a ray of sunlight under his chin. What I knew then, I still believed later on. We collected the same flames, but our breath grew short too fast. And nothing can really happen twice. Not the same smile, the same kiss, we should know by now, when we wait, that something haunts us. No one can describe love precisely. Um, so when I got to Cordoba, uh, there was a rock band 
<laughs> in the newspaper, and the rock band was called Alhandal, and it was written exactly like my name. And the only time I ever saw my name written like that was in Bethlehem. So I was very intrigued, and I really wanted to know how this rock band decided to call themselves Alhandal. And so I started doing some research, and I, I found out that actually in Arabic, Khandal means a bitter medicinal plant. And uh, th during the Islamic period, they used to sell this plant in the Islamic um, pharmacies, and some people say they still do. So I guess that's where they got it. But it was just an interesting, because um, I was you know, really searching for like past and present conversations. And also, throughout this journey, really the ideas of commonalities instead of differences, which we always focus on. But uh, there is also a uh, form in Arabic called the kita, which is basically fragments. And I wanted to introduce that, and I have a, a, a series of kitas, short fragments. And most of them have, all of them are titled in Spanish, but they, for, from a word that derives from the Arabic. And I'll read a few. Asitara. Can the sky recover after a bombing? Can a house break into two cities and secrets hold the wall between two bodies? Tell me, what are borders? Adwar. If shadows crowd only one side of the road, they say the street is broken and death can't cross a broken street. Ahoria. When we hesitate, Salt rises from the water. Noria, it's better to drown than to miss water. Confessions can't handle thirst. Alafia, the doors are shut now. The ghosts sit upright. Uh, Lorca was obsessed with death. Death is maybe another means of life. Death sort of sits with you. It's there when you sleep, when you dream, when you make love. Uh, it's all around. And, uh, and Andalusian culture is very much, very much uh, in conversation with death. So this poem is called While Waiting for Death. When I die, the map of the world will hang over my bed. The small library in Mijas, where I read Lorca for the first time, will become a cafe. The olive trees I can't live without will be in full blossom. I will see death from a distance waiting for me, but I will not move. I will die on a train where the view will be of white trees suspended on gray clouds. I will die in the sky where birds will carry a stream of light on their wings. I will die in a car where the windows will be a quilt of snow. I will die moving. As I wait, my lover will say, you're beautiful. He will mean, I miss the sea. I will say, I don't know the word for life, but know we must play so that it's not only about death. He will ask, why do we grow stillness? Is it a noise we are close to? Where the stones and flies and trees and birds and echo and earth and what hides behind them insist on music. A song will streep by us. I will look at him. He too will be waiting. But I'm not certain for what exactly. Then I will think solitude knows it's where the empty space is. And death knows 
it shouldn't count while it waits. Uh, while I was there, I also really looked into, I mean, when you're in Cordoba, you know, you have the, 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 the mosque and the, the church together, and you have uh, the, the, the Sephardic, there was a lot of Sephardics there, and I, it's Ladino, which is, you know, the Yiddish is the modern German, and uh, it's basically Ladino, it's like a mix of, of Hebrew, and, and, and pretty much extend now, there's one school in Jerusalem that teaches Ladino, and so, uh, this poem is called Abasho, and it's a Ladino word that means um, departed. Tell me what I should do so when I awake, I see only the strands of your hair. Tell me what I should do so the songs don't break the cellar in the room. Tell me what I should do to keep silence out of our way. Tell me what I should do to keep the sun out of your coat to find a way to disobey the wind, to find the pomegranate on the other side of revolution. There is a moth. There is a flame, too. Desire is just another illusion. Tell me, below, is there a cathedral in the sea? I turn on the only straight street in my body and discover, when we depart, a confession rises in the bottom drawer. Uh, one of the important people in my life was uh, the late Palestinian poet Mahmoud Darwish. And uh, with the idea of convivencia, coexistence, I'd pe speak with pe different scholars, you know, Islamic scholars and Jewish scholars. And uh, I have a Peter Cole, I had many discussions with him. And they would tell me, oh, Natalie, you're being too idealistic. You know, they, they just, you know, they killed each other even then in, in Spain. But one of the things that I wanted to hold on to was that during those 800 years, they created unbelievable art together. And Darwish has a quote. Um, that says, Andalus might be here or there or anywhere, a meeting place of strangers in the project of building human culture. It is not only that there was a Jewish-Muslim coexistence, but that the fates of the two people were similar. Al-Andalus for me is the realization of the dream of the poem. So that's what um, I was sort of holding on to. Uh, Music was really important uh, in this book. It's sort of like the other shadow in the book. And Lorca, of course, came to poetry because he wasn't able to study music. And uh, Leonard Cohen w wrote a song from one of Lorca's, um, one of Lorca's poem. And this following poem is inspired by uh, Cohen's song <laughs> and Lorca. It's called Waltz of a Dream. I wish I could sing it, but I have a terrible voice. Um, there's a dream of a dance that we'll remember. There's ten windows where shoulders lean on. There's a piece of sun ten echoes roaming, where love lost is a place that becomes. Dance, yes, come dance. There's this chair where there sits, there's a mirror. There's a garden that cuts hell into hills. There's a shadow that runs through the mirror, and a window that opens the world. Dance, yes, come dance. There's a rooftop where noise keeps its hat, where white ribbon and a cry starts to fly. There are footsteps that want all their shadows. There are lovers that want all the waltz. Dance, yes, come dance. There's a hum on your forehead that hums. This dream, this dream, this dream, yes, this dream, yes, this dance. 
Uh, I finished, if you look at poet in New York, uh, Lorca ends the book in Santiago. And uh, it was Santiago uh, in Cuba, but I ended this book in Santiago uh, de Compostela in Galicia. Uh, and, but his journey outside of the United States to go to Cuba, I decided to go to Tangiers. And so this is, and Tangiers was just, it's just really quite unbelievable. Because really, you take, you take the ferry and you're, you're completely in another world. And all the images of the beat generation and, and uh, 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 bowls and all that is still very present. Tanger, Tanger Bleu. He gave her a bakshish and left. It was too early for confusion. He collected odd meanings in the Medina. She collected laughter. He wanted more of childhood. She wanted more of the sea. They needed more than their bodies to confront themselves. A flame in a leaf, a cool wind, a fez flying away. She knew a journey was like walking on the ocean, like a prophet hiding glories. But this was Tangier, and it was, and it was important to stay lost. So the city took him from one blank wall to another to keep him from asking for more. He still came to the Café Central every day, still waited for her to say, Monsieur, still needed the mess of images, the badly paved roads. He liked that there were more hours waiting by the sea than there was by the sun. There was a crush on the ground. The air had broken the window, broken the small hums and that version of their heart. He didn't know how to imagine this. He knew he didn't owe death anything, but he owed love. He knew magic accepted something strange here, but he didn't know where the spirit was. He knew that here you get what you want, even if you don't know what your want is. He looked at the shelaba by the chair, the kif on the broken table, the book by Muhammad Shukri. What music do we record when we record? What would she say? Like the drum, the drum, the drum, the ruins and the cliffs. Like the first time he heard Allah Akbar and slept in the desert. There is no coming back from solitude. Then he was back. Say show, she said, placed a small blue glass in front of him and whispered, nostalgia. It's just something we do here. There's also walking in the mud, drinking tea, and reading Tennessee Williams. Tell me, how many compassions does it take before freedom turns noise into an album? He looked at her. Didn't she know? The ocean has missing pages. That we have forsaken memory and the sky to deliver belief to a savior. They say a man who looks at the sea knows something about his soul. Though it's uncertain if salt is heavy on the tongue, if heroes wear masks, and if when a man finally understands grief, which means he finally understands history, that that's when he knows how a face rots. Quel bled, he finally answered. They looked at each other as the birds folded their wings, like the Zaur, bowing to something they felt but would never describe. Yes. Cities can't grow quiet, and neither can an empire. They keep growing differently. The television on again, the flags rising. Who loves the nation best? They, they continued to play. They tried to remember the day they promised never to hurt each other. But that was when they still had sharp teeth. Now they take each other apart and look at a picture 
of a city and a man waiting for the same woman. Uh, during this book, uh, I also was given a Lannan um, fellowship, and uh, I went to uh, Marfa, Texas, and that was a very, very interesting place, and it was actually the best place to write the project they, they, that they're sponsoring, which is really my journey to becoming American. Uh, I, I, you know, we all have the American dream when we're outside. I sort of came, you know, by, by accident, I was a student in London, and I went to Russia, where I was studying, and I met uh, the essayist Philip Lopate, who told me I shouldn't waste my time in Europe and to come to the United States. And I said, I was very intrigued, so I said, uh, okay, why not, I'll try it. And, you know, I've been in New York ever since. But, of course, I came during 9-11, and it was, you know, quite a, a turbulent time to come to the United States to really live the American dream. Uh, but, anyways, uh, nine years later or so, I became an American citizen, and interestingly enough, I became an American citizen the day that Obama was inaugurated on January 20th. So um, being in Texas and really thinking about this journey uh, was, uh, was, this was a good place to be. And uh, I want to write a poem, I want to read a poem from, from um, being there. It's called Anko. Tim says, Angles divide shadows, that what unites them is a heart or the desert. Ray says, there's a howl in our hearts that pieces the sky when we sleep, when Woody Allen is about to dream, when part of our brain turns into salt or clouds or smog, when we think an out-of-body experience is an argument with the self, a cartwheel or a split. A sudden impact to the spine, a stray bullet, a gasp in rooms unlit by wars, a glass of water, two aspirins. I mean, come on. Who told you love annoyed those who chose what's erotic? Who gets off when Star Trek is on, when we learn to apologize properly? Forget we buy too many Lone Stars or John Wayne movies for our Blu-ray plasma TVs. Don't we know that Rio Grande is in danger? That Juarez isn't far and... Either is El Paso. Where's our heart at now? What does an American city say when it's not speeding, when it's made of houses of damaged echoes? Fine. We promise to conserve a river of lost translations, to borrow carefully, like the adobe around us, from Al-Tub in Arabic. Promise to let the rain keep the prayers we left on ranches as the city split noise into canyons. Does anybody know how to bring a lie to its knees and arrest its breathing? Does anyone know where to find a truck or a cowboy or shades of neon clouds? Don't pretend to like fire or an eagle, a Cadillac or a beat, beat up Ford. It's simple. Here, rain evaporates in a second. Yellow ash wraps its breath around us. Stars conceive hearts. Big Ben is a universe and Saturn is out to tell. Tim never finished his thought, but Ray told me between First and North Gonzales, split your soul to get the music out. That night, the clouds collided and paralyzed the sky for a whole minute. Now, a Marfa t-shirt is in my closet for keeps. What you don't know, or what you don't want to move, you don't touch. Like minimal light 
that sculpts muscle out of clay only the desert understands? Or is it your heart, a room of moons, darkening apples? How else can we get this place so right? Um, I'm just going to end with, uh, with a poem that I've been reading for a long time, but it seems like we can't get to, to peace, so I guess I'll keep reading it. Really, uh, Lorca said, lo, me, lo que más me importa es vivir. What, uh, and I think that there is a place for peace if we want it. Um, that place does exist, that convivencia does exist, and that just like when we built a house, that house has walls, but those walls are there to allow us a certain private space to grow, but the walls don't divide us. And I think that was what this journey in Andalusia um, confirmed to me. And uh, although we, we really can't think of the, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict like that with any light because it seems to have deteriorated so much, I do think we have to continue to try to have that dialogue. And uh, in my small way, this is um, the way I will dialogue with the world. And I'll end with um, this poem called Even. Nothing is even. Even this line I'm writing, even this line I'm waiting in. Waiting for permission to enter the country, the house, the room, nothing is even. Even now that laws have been drawn and peace is discussed on high tables. And even if all was said to be even, I would not believe, for even I know that nothing is even. Not the trees, the flowers, not the mountains or the shadows. Our nature is not even. So why even try to get even? Instead, let us find an even better place and call it even. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me to push you that. off the phone. Um, I want to thank you all for coming out. Um, we didn't really anticipate a question and answer period, but we will ask if does anybody have uh, any questions they'd like to pose uh, for Natalia before they buy her book, which she'll sign for you if you want. But uh, yes. Are you acquainted with the work of Natalie Shahi? Yes. Yes. Actually, uh, Naomi. She have Yeah. Actually, she's she's fantastic, and uh, she and she and I will be in Santa Fe actually in conversation at the Lannan at the Lannan Center there. No, she's been a very important voice, and you know I think her work. I think she's one of the ten writers the most read in the United States. So yes, I, I think she does go to these small details that bring us back to our humanity. Definitely, fellow Texan. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> from San Antonio. Uh, is there any, any other questions? All right, then there's books for you to buy and Natalie will sign them for you and you can uh, wander around. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can check out this and all of our other great podcasts at www.skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Fragile Gang. You can check them out at MySpace, Facebook, and the iTunes Music Store. Thanks for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.